it over. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Welcome to the American Podcast, where our diversity is our culture. Uh, I am Nelson, and we have Rich here. Yo, what's up? Uh, today, we have a special guest. His name is Daryl Reed. I have to call him in. He's an author, uh, lived in San Diego for a long time, and now he's back home in Kansas City. So uh, let me call him right now. Rich, how was your weekend there? Oh, man, it was actually... I, I, we, I went out with Adrian, Marissa, and Trixie. She had game night at her house on Saturday, on Friday night. Right. And, of course, we got drunk, and I ended up just passing out on the couch. Woke, <laughs> I, woke, I woke up the next day, and it was like Saturday. It was a, a beautiful day. Then we ended up watching. We watched, we watched um, Jojo Rabbit. How was jo- well, I don't even know what that is. If you watch, you, you, you got to watch this movie. Jojo Rabbit is one of the best movies. It's almost like a, it's like a Nazi movie. It's, it's about the, you know, Nazi occupation, you know, Nazi Germany. Right. It, it does have some. It's like basically Jojo Rabbit. It's it comes from the mind of a like a ten year old, eleven year old, right? Who wants to be one of the Hitler youth, right? Wow. So he has this image of Hitler in his head, but the image of Hitler in in his head is of a ten year old's version of Hitler. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, That's wild. So, so yeah, so it's it's you you, you got to watch it. But so I we watched that and then. I went with Adrian to like this baby shower and pretty much like I spent the whole day out and then I came home and I was supposed to, I wanted to film. I wanted to go ahead and film this vlog and that didn't happen because obviously I was just too tired. I woke up Sunday and I was like, I kept thinking, should I get up and should I get up and film this vlog? Should I get up? Should I get up? Never got up. Never got up. Yeah, I never got out of bed. So <laughs> I ended up watching a Korean drama. There so, we go. Yeah, yeah so, you're Korean, not Filipino. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, that's here for we go. All my Korean audience. <laughs> We're about to call Daryl right now, see what's going on. Hopefully he's free. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's from KC, so he, he's got to be in love Hello? with how the soup. What's going on, Daryl? That's got to be you, man. You, uh, it, it's me. It, it sounds a little different through the, the speaker, through the microphone, through the mixer. <laughs> it's me. But uh, welcome to the American podcast there, Daryl. Okay. Thank you. I'm glad, <laughs> glad to be here. Yes. Yes. Uh, meet Rich here. You've never met Rich, but go ahead, Rich. How's it going, Daryl? My name is Rich. I'm a gigantic San Francisco 49er fan, and I hate Kansas City at this Ooh. point. <laughs> I just want—I just want to get that out before you know you start trying to wonder why I'm—I feel so bitter and salty throughout this whole podcast. It's—it's uh-huh. it's probably because you are in Kansas City, still living off that <clears throat> amazing win. Amazing! You—you you know, on the NFL Network right now, you can watch the Chiefs are playing Baltimore in that game where they came back and won that one. But you know, you go, go ahead. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, you know. You know the NFL stands for not for long, so it's not for long for me right now. It just we're not we're not watching anything relating to the 49ers or the NFL. XFL, let's go. <laughs> of course. Uh <laughs> Daryl, um I got you on the on the American podcast because you're an interesting guy. I've known you for a long time. You're like part of the family there. But uh go ahead and introduce yourself as far as you being uh being you and being an author. Um, okay, hi, um, Daryl Reed. Uh, I uh, retired uh, board of patrol agent. I lived there in San Diego. Uh, board of patrol. Yep. 
Yeah, moved there to uh, Las Vegas for a couple of years. Uh, had playing around and then moved from there to Kansas City, as we said at the beginning. And uh, when I moved to uh, Las Vegas, I finally started to write like I had told my wife I wanted to do. And, she, and of course, she didn't believe me. <laughs> and uh, now I'm, I'm writing book number four uh, as we speak. Wow, book number four. So where where did you um, come up with the with the characters in your story? Was it something that you already had, like in 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 the past, like you know your old your older writings, so to speak, that just kind of evolved into a book, or was it just something that hmm, you, here's a topic, let's go with it, let's create the characters as we go on? Well, it's okay. It's twofold in that answer because uh, I have uh, I first started off. Uh, writing a children's book series, and then uh, the last book that the last one published was a uh, it's an adult book. It's a uh, psychological murder mystery. Uh, so to answer your question for the first one, um, the, the children's book it was a uh, bedtime story that I had to make up for some uh, nieces and nephews, uh, and I don't have any kids of my own. And I had no idea what uh, to say on what to, so I just made a story and I started I started off saying uh, telling the story and I said well there's a story about this boy and uh, I couldn't think of a clever name at that second and the kids started saying what's his name what's his name and since I couldn't think of a name I thought hey I'm like this story about that that he doesn't have a name so let's make that the story so the story was why he doesn't have a name and that was the name of the book is the boy with no name oh yeah that was the one where he, he didn't have a name until he found his powers or something like that right yeah he was uh, from a uh, special village where kids were born uh and they manifest a magical power in in as a child and their name based off of that power and this kid it never it kept never happened for him and, and so he was an oddball and to all the other kids and people, but uh, they were just waiting for him to, for it to happen. No one could figure out what his power was, and it wasn't until the end of the book we found out what his power is. Wow, it's, it's almost almost like that. What's that one movie where you, you thought that the youngest daughter or the youngest daughter didn't have a power? Like anyway, I can It's on Netflix somewhere. You guys got to find it. But um, I'm not Netflix yet. I, I hope you get on Netflix. For those waiting. Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be that would be that be truly amazing. And so you came up with these stories from a bedtime story for your nieces and nephews. Yeah, yeah, I made up just made up something for them. So, like I said, the uh, I really always wanted to write a a serious novel, and uh, but I needed to learn the craft and uh, understand the whole process of publishing and just everything and uh i did that with those first few books so uh i dove off into a novel so oh i just uh lost him and uh i have to call him back oh oh sorry daryl that's because that's what you get that's what you get for playing with your phone as we're trying to like we're, we're, we're trying to set up the next guest you know uh, so know. We're, we're making move. sorry daryl you know rich really messed this up no uh, i'm joking yeah. I, i'm actually set, i'm trying to set up some <laughs> some guests uh, for after this sorry about that i lost you he's a bad producer <laughs> totally bad <laughs> who put this red dot here on the iphone <laughs> 
bad yeah, news. Now, Daryl, I, I have a question. <laughs> Daryl, I have a question. So you came up with these stories for your nieces yeah. and nephews, bedtime stories. How often do these kids stay at your house? Like, like uh, a whole book. Yeah, you, know I mean? you, you have a whole book's worth. Like, don't no, the, you send them home at one point? <laughs> no, it was it was uh, I was at their house and oh. uh, and it was uh, it was in uh, St. Louis actually, uh, and at that time I was living in San Diego, and uh, they were all excited, you know, because they had you know uh, relatives over, but it was a school night and mom was strict. And uh, she put him to bed, and then she came back and said, "Well, they won't go to sleep until you tell them a bedtime story." Oh. And, uh, so I I went in and and uh, it was a I much condensed version of the book, but you know, so when I decided to write a book, uh, I remember that story, and I just expounded upon that story, you know, to where it was book length. So I could already imagine the movie. If Netflix is listening to this podcast, I already have the the, the beginning five minutes of this movie. You know, it's a holiday. So it's Christmas. Kids are running around and they're like, it's time to go to bed or whatever because there's school tomorrow. And they're like, we're not going to go to bed until Uncle Daryl tells us a story. And then he, you go in the room, you tell the story, and then it, pop, started the movie. Wow. Like, like, like it, it sounds like that movie, A Bedtime Story. No, listen, no. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I think you got that from Adam Sandler. I'm going to call his people, let him know that you just jacked them for his start. Uh, uh, this this happened with, um, what is it, Princess Bride too. Okay, you know, right. That, that's where oh, they stole my, it from. That's one of my favorites, The Princess Bride. Yeah. Oh, interesting. You know, let me, I tell people this all the time, the, the history of the, uh, that, that movie, that book, when it was first written, the guy who her, first heard it as a child, his dad couldn't uh, read that well. And his dad would read uh, a chapter on his own the night before and, and, you know, and struggle through it. And then he would just, the next night, act like he was reading and he would just make up to, uh, an exciting story. And oh. so this guy grew up thinking that, that that was the way that book went. And it, it was nothing like the real book. So when he had kids, he took that story that his dad told him and made it into a book. And that's the movie that you saw. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. So if you go, if you go back and you find that book, the princess Bride, the original book, it was nothing like it's boring. It's a boring book. It's nothing like the movie that you saw. Oh, so, so, so you're saying the book was an original form and then the movie was made from the fact that the guy or the, the director or somebody, got that story from his dad yeah he he he, he uh thought it was the most exciting story he ever heard and then he got the original book for his kids to read and they hated it he couldn't figure out why until he started reading it and he realized his dad made up most of the story so he said i'm gonna write this way my dad told it so people can hear it the right way oh that's crazy i didn't know that i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to look that up yeah that's crazy that's crazy Okay, oh, it's a great story. All right, uh, Daryl, I I know we we could talk stories and how how you got into it, and because I really want to know uh, a lot of more detail. But at this point, uh, I I want to kind of jump into to, to your life and and maybe what struggles and diversity you've gone through, whether it's uh you being here in San Diego or you growing up in Kansas City. Uh, is there anything a, a story that you might be able to point to or touch on? that, uh, I don't know, made you the person you are when we're talking diversity in the North American, like when 
being here in the U.S.? Okay. Uh, okay. First, I guess we got to tell people who are listening to this uh, so they understand that I'm African American. Uh, so that makes it make so they understand. There you go. Uh, where you're going? Yeah. And um, I grew up in in Missouri, and uh, you know, uh, as time goes on, things are better and uh, race relations. I, I, I've seen that in my own, on my personal, own personal life, but yeah, there are things that happened when I was, a a, a younger man that are, uh, uh, bad marks or bad scar- scars on society. Um, there were, t- you know, uh, uh, things that were, you know, prejudice in nature or, or people that were, but, uh, one thing I, uh, I give credit to my mom. My mom always said, uh, uh, you know, they can call you names, but, you know, you know, you know, until sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. She said, until they, until they start throwing stuff, so, you, you know, you don't start fighting until they start throwing stuff. And uh, nice. so just let it wash off your back, you know, and go do what you got to do. And uh, that stuck with me for my whole life. Um, and, and it didn't matter whether or not it was. Uh, prejudice in nature or if it was just you know a bad situation at work you know a bad boss you know just learn how to uh you just let stuff slide that doesn't you know ain't gonna change my life you know and i go and do what i gotta do that, that's a powerful lesson and, and learning it so young helped you probably through through your career as a border patrol border patrol agent huh yeah uh when i came on as a border patrol agent uh there was there wasn't a lot. There's not a, a lot of uh, uh, blacks that make it through the testing. The testing is intense, and um, and then well, for the part of the part that gets most blacks is you have to learn the Spanish, uh, the uh, a certain level of Spanish before you can be graduated, and that gets a lot of blacks. And uh, so why, once why, I did, why is that? Why why do you think that is? I I wish I knew the answer. I wish that cause I, cause I could go try to fix it. But, uh, uh, I don't, I can't tell you, I don't know. I don't know why that is. And so what you see is, um, a lot of blacks can't pass that test and then they go and they take, um, uh, other jobs like, uh, you'll see guys in, in, in ice, ice is popular in, in the media right now. Yeah, and you'll see guys, guys in ice. it's easier for, to get into that. Correct. And it's like, sort of like, um, in the military, you know, when they say, uh, the tough people, the ones that, uh, you know, are smart can get into air force and Navy, but the ones that can't pass all the tests wind up going all the way down and get joining the Marine Corps because their standards are lower kind of thing. Right. You know, right. nothing against the Marine Corps. That's just, you know, what they have been known for. And, uh, and, and I guess that kind of happens in our line of work, uh, guys that couldn't pass the test for the border patrol agent and do another job where it's not that requirement to learn Spanish. I, I didn't, I didn't know that you actually, I mean, how much basic Spanish do you have to learn to actually become border patrol agent? You have to, uh, be able to, uh, conduct a field interview, uh, safely conduct a field interview and they have their own standards. It's a, uh, it's actually there's a couple of, well, when I came through, it's changed now. But when I came through, there was a, at six months, six and a half months, you were tested on your uh, Spanish uh, written and oral. And uh, and then you also had a law that you had to pass. And you had to pass to keep your job. 
Mm. And then uh, you, once you pass, you go back to your training unit and then you stay with training units until the 10 month mark. And at 10 months, they do another higher level uh, law test and Spanish test. And if you, if you fail, you're fired and, uh, and that's it. And uh, luckily uh, I scored enough to pass both of those. In fact, on my, um, on my six and a half, I think I scored a, I scored a, you have to hit, get 70% to pass. And I scored a 70.28. You just got to make it. That's like those Navy advancement exams. (laughs) As long as you make it, you made it. You know what I mean? It's like graduating college. You just got to do it. Man. And then uh, I got, I got, I got a passing score and uh, I got some cleat ass chewing from the guys giving us. And they, they, they told me that, you know, you are not going to be here next. If you don't get any better than this. And, And the message got through and, um, I scored much higher. I scored in the 80s when I when I took the final test. There you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So, Daryl, coming from uh, Kansas City to San Diego, w- was there a culture shock there? Or d- did it help you? Was it better? W- what was the feeling when, when you came to San Diego? Uh, well, I, I'm not uh, not originally from Kansas City. I'm, I'm from south of here, a town called Springfield. Okay. And, uh, yeah, yes, there was a culture shock. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and for um, – a lot of people I can imagine coming from the Midwest um, to there. Uh, and let me tell you, it's funny because it, it, there's a culture shock coming back the other direction too. Um, I oh, really, I really noticed how much more people are open and willing to talk to you here in this part of the country than they were there. And, and sometimes at first we were annoyed and because, you could count on a long wait at the checkout because they would be, there would be a conversation going on between the checker and the person that they're checking out. They'd have a conversation, and then when it was your turn, they'd have a conversation with you. And they're used to, it's just normal here, right? But that's definitely not what happened when I was in California. It was like you know, get your stuff and get out. You got the <laughs> hustle and bustle. The hustle and bustle here, you know, you, you're gone. You, you don't have time to kick rocks. You, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you go from like that small town feel where everybody knows your name to just I mean, get out of my store. I got the next customer. <laughs> right. Next. Right. But no, but that's that, that direction. The other direction, of course, uh, for those that don't realize it, I mean, it's a melting pot. Uh, California's a beautiful place and everybody's there. And I got the chance to meet and and learn about so many other different cultures and eat different foods. And, and I went to ceremonies and rites and, and that I had would never have gotten the chance to see here, you know, in this part of the country. And, uh, I treasure every bit of it, you know, uh, uh, and all the friends I made back then. And, and how, how did that culture shock help with the, the book? Did it, did it just give you a better, like a better canvas to work with? It, um, I, I, I consulted, uh, writing a children's book. I understood that it was, that I was, you know, you, you felt you're handling, uh, natural glycerin mm-hmm. and you, you know that you're, you're giving this to kids, impressionable kids and not just the kids, mom and dad are looking at this. And if it doesn't pass the test, they're trashing it right away, you know? And, uh, so you have got to meet their standards on all levels, no matter what race or ethnicity they are. You have to, it has to, you have to meet the grade. 
and and that was in all areas. So in my books, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, uh, people reading my books will know the, the boy with no name and the red orb that anyone, uh, you can be Russian, you could be uh, black, you can be Chinese. Every kid reading that will can think it's them, that it's you know them and their friends in this book. I don't describe, no kids are described down to an, an ethnic group in my books. Oh, you know, so everyone can connect. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like Johnny everyone was a blonde kid, yeah. with sparkling blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and I might and I do have I do have do have a a, a redhead girl in in uh, in, the, in the group, but uh, it just fit her personality. She was more of a like a think of a red Riding Hood or, or no Robin. I'm gonna say like Robin, but she wore tights and a. You know, and boots and leather boots, and that, and that was her style. But she had red hair. But I, did, I never did say, you know, I never did say what color their skin their skin is, or I never did never allude to that in my book. And not only did I try to do that, um, I ran that book by uh, several of my. I have my own quality control people that <laughs> read the things before they go out, and uh, uh, and so it was checked by moms to make sure it met, met the standards. Okay, that that's 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 always good. Now, um, when you like, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm not really a a book reader, right? So my my knowledge of books and authors is slim to none. Were were there at the time of your first publication of the of your first children's book? Were there a lot of African Americans that were actually writing children's books, like at, at you know in, in that same kind of genre that you were doing? No, and 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 uh, well, no. For me personally, uh, my story is because it goes along with what you're saying there. I was uh, we moved to uh, right outside of Las Vegas in a town called Henderson, and we were in a community that is a uh, 55 plus community, and this community has uh, a ton of uh, clubs you can join and be a part of for little to no money, and so they had a, an authors club that met. And uh, so since that was, I was, I'm retired and I needed something to do. And that was something that interested me. I went to the meeting. And um, so in this group, there were no other blacks um, in the group. The group had, oh, there were people there were from all over the world. Um, Chinese, uh, co- uh, Korean, um, uh, I can't even think of all the places. Uh, I, I'm uh, the Eastern Bloc. Uh, everywhere, but there wasn't any other blacks in the in this group. And um, I remember, uh, and I, of course, again, like I said, my mom told me, you know, you know, it doesn't matter. You do what you got to do. And I, I came in there for me to learn that craft. But I was always wondering how come there weren't weren't any other in that whole huge community. Why there weren't any other blacks in this group? Because this cl- they had like ninety nine clubs that you you know that you could choose from, right? And uh, I did meet the uh, president of the uh, African American club uh, that was there, and uh, he asked me to, of course, join his club. And uh, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I didn't don't want to sound abrasive, but I asked him. I said, "Well, what is it? What am I going to gain from joining your club?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was being, I was brutally honest. I said, "What, what are you guys going to do for me? I, I don't need to." segregate myself from 
everyone else just to be with, you know, other blacks, you know, you know what I mean? That's what I right. felt like. That's why I, did, I didn't want him to, to be offering me that. I said, I, I said, I, I, I told him, I, I wanted to know how come I don't see blacks in all these other clubs. Cause I was in a few other clubs mm-hmm. and it's like, come on, I don't see blacks in these other clubs. So I come to, you know, uh, I want to be a writer. You know, if you had a, a, a club that for black writers, okay, maybe I might be interested in that, but no, it's just a group of black to get together, you know, and, and I'm sure what do you get together and have, you know, maybe have meals together once in a while, but that's, that's, I, w- I wanted more than that. Mm-hmm. But what do you, why do you think there is such a lack of writers or storytellers? I mean, in the, in the African-American community, because obviously, you know, with the, with the rise of hip hop and movies, there's a lot of people that actually are excellent storytellers, but yeah. not, but, yeah. but we, but th- there isn't any kind of like movement in the books uh, There there probably is, but it's not the same as music and television. Right. Well, I, I, I honestly don't know. I never did research to find out how many, but I know, I know of other black authors, of course. Um, uh, and, there may be more writers than we're aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I hope so. Um, but the the path from uh, to get to uh, the, the upper echelon to the names that you know, you know, uh, like the Stephen Kings and the and the uh, uh, Mark Twain's to get to that level to where everybody knows in your in your uh, you know American icon. That's a tough, long path to get there. And if you don't have talent, you have to have talent. Uh, you're not going to get there. So, uh, and, and, and I, cause I don't, I don't think it really even matters because at, at one time, uh, women weren't, uh, thought of as authors or being able to produce good, uh, writing material, but we see that not true right now. Right. Uh, we understand that, but because they were good writers and I don't think you can keep, anyone with talent, no matter what area it is in life, I don't even keep them hidden from the world because it's going to come out. Right. And I think, you know, like Nelson and I were talking about this in a previous podcast too, where sometimes we ourselves as a culture, no matter, you know, whether you're Asian or black, you kind of like put yourself in your own like little stereotype where yes. it's the, this is the, this is the easy path, right? Exactly. This is, this is the, the path that's well traveled and it's there's already a you know like if if i was if i was to become a a filipino or an asian movie star i should learn kung fu or karate or something because that's 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 or that's or the safe route mm-hmm. you know if if, right. if i was a african-american writer i might not necessarily want to talk about you know like harry potter type of type of stories i might go and just be a lyricist you know a ghostwriter for somebody tell the story or just do tv you know be a I mean, I, if, if i got the opportunity if a choice i would that harry potter uh, writer uh, she makes a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> well she sure does that's the same but you, you know i mean yeah it's, you come you can come you could come up with that i mean anybody could have really come up with that i mean you know, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt her creativity, but. Oh, I, you know, I give her, I give her, you know, I give her just dessert. Uh, and like I said, I think that we didn't know 
when that popped, nobody knew. First, they didn't know it was a female. So, so sex off, you don't know where she's from, where her ethnic background is. And it didn't matter. Right. Because kids don't care. Kids just want to be entertained. And if parents just want to entertain their kids. And if you got something that works, you're going to keep giving it to them. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's, you know, the, the whole Harry Potter saga, it was like, there for me, I, I, I was, I read, you know, I, I know, I know I said earlier, I'm not a book reader, but I did read The Sword of Truth by Terry Goodkind. And the, the story on that one was more for me, because it was more adult based than it would be Harry Potter, but they never really transitioned to Sword of Truth, that kind of movie, like, you know, like the, like the Wheel of Time, like Terry Good, um, you know, all that into into a movie, which I think would have been a lot more successful than the Harry, Harry Potter series, except it would have been more for adults than it would be for kids. Well, yeah, and, and, and along the line, what you're saying there, there's a, a we see a, a ton of movies, especially even going back, like a ton of movies that, were made based off of books uh, that were popular books, and uh, and well, you know, I mean, I mean, go back to well, James Bond. We've seen I don't know how many different guys play James Bond, mm-hmm. but when when are you, you know why can't that James Bond be Filipino? Why can't James Bond be uh, you know uh, uh, African American? Why you know? And well, he can. I, well, There's I, no reason why he can. I can answer that for the Filipino well, side. Well, we're, well, we're well not... real quick, I I just want to say, uh, oh. Where? Uh, we got a new uh, guest host here. <laughs> Can uh, get... Yeah, uh, so go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. Uh, my name is Fahara. Yeah, um, Fahara just joined the the podcast. But no, but I but I'm gonna answer the whole thing about why can't James Bond be Filipino because we're not tall enough. <laughs> we we are not we're not tall enough to be that, that guy. I mean, you know, you got to you got you got to pick your battles too. I know I said, you know, you should have leading roles in the Asian community, but listen, you know, <laughs> James Bond might be a little bit too far fetched. Yeah, but hey, if you're a good uh, uh director, you can pull it off. Why, why not? Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I, you know, I don't see any reason. I mean, I can go all down like uh, like uh Jason, um, uh, the Born Identity, Jason Bourne. You know, I yeah. can go all kinds of books that were are huge hits now. That could have easily been any ethnic group, and right. there's no reason why it can't be. You know. Yeah, but I think I think it's still you know again it it is it is Hollywood, and you, you and, know. Yeah, and, they, and they're trying to they're trying to appease as many people as possible to sell more tickets as they can. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, but but and I, that's what I said I think that and. Uh, my, you know, I, I'm in my uh, late fifties now, and I've seen, you know, a, a massive change, a massive switch. Now, you know, I see Will Smith play a lot of lead roles as, you know, uh, you know, a uh, uh, lead actor, you know, and 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 he could do any one of those kind of movies with people we just talked about, any of those uh, movies. Yeah, and I think he changed. The, I think he really changed it with um, what was that one movie that he did? Hitch. No, not Hitch. It was uh the superhero one. No, not the superhero one. At Philadelphia, was he in that one? Philadelphia, yeah, yeah, where, where his kid was in the hospital. No, 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 that was um, whatever. I can't remember. Oh yeah, that one him. But no, man, that was John Q. No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm talking about more like the, the, the his, his serious roles, right? And I think, oh, I, yeah. I, th- I think once he made that turn, it made re- it made people really pay attention to who Will Smith was. Oh, as he, an actor. he has he has a ton of movies out, hit movies, ton of hit movies. Yes. 
Yeah, but I, I think it's the concept of how it's going to be accepted by coming from another black guy. Like, it's just like when they uh, redid the Fantastic Four and put um, um, Michael B. Jordan in it. You know, it's like it wasn't accepted because you, you look at the cartoons and you look at all this kind of stuff you got for white people. So that's probably why we won't have a black James Bond because it, it really never been written. It's, it's for a black, black person. You know, it's like how would people accept it if it came in like that? Because nobody accepted Michael B. Jordan to be one of the Fantastic Four. It's uh, Flame. What's his name? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like Flame or whatever. Flame on. Flame on. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it, it was, was that his name. Yeah, flame on. Like I'm okay. like, that, like it was human kinda, torch actually. Is human name. torch. Yeah. Yeah, he say flame on. He say flame on. What's, what's your name? Flame on. That's a different type of. Yeah. <laughs> a different type yeah, of. So it's, it's another kind of movie. But yeah, I, I think that's the perception of it. Like how it, how would it be accepted to like the long going fans of a movie that's uh, or a book that was written. For a white guy, but Will Smith just did it in um, Suicide Squad. I think he, I think his name is Sure Shot. Yeah, that's always so. been a white guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he played it really good. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, it's, it's, but you know, again, it, it. I think there's still a long way to go, and and but I'm more like again, we I'm more curious about the 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 photo. I mean, that's sorry the 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 writing, the writers. You know, uh-huh. I mean, it, it movie movies easy, right? Because I mean, you know, long, you're you're good looking. You could be, you're sellable. They're gonna put you in a movie. But yeah. I think at some point, like minorities, we tend to not gravitate towards literature. Well, it's something I heard come, actually come from a white man a long time ago. I was in high school, and he was always straight up with me. He taught me. He told me about credit. He told me about like, a whole lot of stuff. Oh, the white guy. And he told me it's something that uh, European people say all the time that, like, us as black people really don't know. We don't know they said. We don't understand. He said, if you ever, he said, not all Caucasian European people, just kind of guess racist people. He said, if you want, if you don't want a black man to know it, put it in a book. Because mm-hmm. they won't read it. Wow. He told me wow. that. Wow. You know what that I'm saying? That's crazy. He was like, if you don't, they, He's like, my culture, we think like this. Not me personally, but I've been living in this culture my whole life. He said, if you don't want a black man to know it, put it in a book. Because they'll never read it. Wow. To hear that. So you that think it's been ingrained crazy. for, how, yeah, what, what is it, like hundreds of years yeah. now? Since, since, oh, yeah. since the day oh, I yeah. Read. yeah, but I mean, because the thing is, everything that everything that's taken is from our culture. Mm-hmm. It's from a Morris culture. You know, so... Even from entertainment to everything, it's on the walls in Egypt. It's on the walls in Africa. Some that's really been stripped. Like, hey man, I watched I watched the some some movies on Egypt. They weren't black, bro. They were like white guys with blonde hair. Well, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm like I don't know what you watching, but but that, that's the thing is like when you strip us from the history and teach us that this book is the answer. Which it was only written for slavery, for slaves actually, mm-hmm. to obey. It's like now you get everything that you getting now. Oh, okay. You see, I mean, that's that's my perception. So, like, so, so it's 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 really super deep rooted because because I know that at one point, you know, uh, in in the height of slavery, it was basically like what, if they caught you learning to read, 
that was it. Yeah, but oh, they, yeah. they wanted you to read what they wanted you. They they wanted you to be taught. Yes. They didn't want you to read. Yeah. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you could read their directions, yeah, but you can't read. Yeah, because it wasn't our language. Yeah. Like, we didn't understand it. Just like we didn't believe in, we didn't know about God and Jesus. Like, we believe in the sun God, the God of water. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Different gods. That's why the pharaohs, it was so many different pharaohs, and they worshiped the pharaohs. Mm-hmm. And then you only had one pharaoh that actually believed in God. You know what I'm saying? And he got killed. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But 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 when we got here, when our slave master sold us off and our our and we was taken, a lot of us were taken, they teaching us something that we never heard of before. So we're gonna say that's the true religion now. Oh, well, see, so Daryl, I mean, that might be, that might be the answer. I mean, that might be where the, the root, the deep root of the, the problem. I don't know if I would, I guess it could be a problem, but I guess that's where if, if you really wanted to investigate and see how deep, deeply rooted the, the lack of attention to literature for minorities, especially in the African-American community, that might be it. Yeah, because, oh yeah. I, he's okay. right. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's, like I said, uh, uh, you know, I, um, I wasn't born yesterday. I've been born quite a few long time ago. And, I, and going through the school system, I, I saw, and like he said, the, the history books, the, the, what was taught to us in school, even though blacks were, you know, we were allowed to go to school, what we're being taught as history was not, you know, they did not have any kind of slant uh, or any kind of, uh, rec- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? reference to a black history or, a, or explaining that there were blacks that achieved and, and did things and but that wasn't taught to us uh, right. we were we were taught about uh, you know you know uh, anyone else who except blonde hair and blue eyes we, that was was, was prevalent yeah. so yeah uh, I mean, it wasn't until I got older that I found out that you know hey wait a minute, blacks did achieve a lot of things I didn't know about yeah, I mean they they still do that today. I mean it's like uh, you know you look at I looked at my daughter's history book the other day and there was like one page for the Philippine American War, I'm like huh. yeah, wow. you know that was a precursor yeah. of Vietnam. To be yeah. honest with you, that lasted a long, long time, but it it, it ain't in the history books. But this the thing. No. But this the thing to no. me is that other right. other cultures like their history is taught from their ancestors, from the people before them, mm-hmm. like Filipinos, Hispanics. They can go hundreds of years knowing their history because somebody kept up with it. It was never erased. Yeah. Like our history was literally erased. Well, and um, wrote over. You know, I mean, if you look at Filipinos, it, it's still technically, you know, it was about being invaded. So the, the history is from the other people, too. Yeah. Yeah. I they, mean, they wrote that story. But all Europeans did. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. y'all history has to be, it, it had to be. Funded with as well. Mm-hmm. The only history that hadn't really been funded with is European history. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, everybody else like just had to pretty much learn that George Washington Carver and all that kind of stuff. It's like they didn't learn that it was seven presidents before him. Yeah, George Washington just the first president under the Constitution that we use today. Yep, you know what I'm saying? It was it was seven other mixed presidents. Obama is not the First black one, he's mixed himself. Mm-hmm. Lincoln was mixed. Like it's like our history is so screwed up, you know. 
the first black president of the United States was literally a black man. We were enslaved when we got here, but we got out of slavery too. That's mm -hmm. why when you see those old pictures of George Washington, you see these guys, these black guys, and they got they got turbans on. The black guys, they think they were slaves. Those were Moors. The Moors, yeah. Those weren't slaves. That was his advisors. Yeah, the Moors attacked the Philippines too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why. That's why all the people from the from the from the north, a little bit towards the center of the Philippines, are all hella dark. Yeah, but, but that's a, that's another thing too, man. It's like even with that, we didn't like Moors actually didn't know exactly who they was fighting because when they went to land, when they because they were the first to travel, like across the pond. Mm -hmm. When we get to lands, it's like it's a fight until you figure out what we there for <laughs> and what we trying to do. Just get in land and keep swinging. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. We got the boats and they 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 they. they Doing all kinds of stuff until yeah. we gotta realize it's like with the Europeans. Like the Europeans, they the real cavemen. Yeah. They the real cavemen. Like we had to go there and teach them how to walk upright, not sleep with your livestock. Like all <laughs> kind of, I'm, I'm telling you, man. It's, no, this is history, it. man. Uh, oh, we're, we're talking history here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, wanted no, to jump in. I was kinda gonna bring it back to Daryl. Well, well, and then I wanna also welcome everyone that uh just jumped on on our live stream here. I know there's oh we're, we're live streaming on in. Facebook Live. Yeah, so we're on Facebook Live here, and uh, I just wanted to welcome everyone to the American Podcast, where our diversity is our culture. So go ahead, and I know you have a question yeah. for Daryl. Now, Daryl, now let's go back to your to your books. Um, so you your latest book is more of an adult book. What made you go from the children's book to the adult book and not continue it on like J.K. Rowling did with? The, you know, the Harry Potter series? Oh, uh, I guess I'm like most people who start off writing. I, I want to write the next great American novel. And, uh, uh, but when I was with that group, which was uh, precious to me, I, I, I learned a ton from them. They told me at the very beginning, you know, take it slow, work your way up and you can write that later, but first learn the craft. And, you know, and they said, write a story, you know, and that's how the children's, uh, that bedtime story became a book. So once I felt like, you know, I, 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 I needed to, I was ready to move on. I was ready to tackle uh, something more in depth. That's when uh, I started formulating um, the story. And so for those, so those of you people, and I hope there's, I hope there's thousands and thousands that read my book. Um, <laughs> you will, yes. they will know that the storyline of the book is a lot close to uh, my what I went through in the time I was living in, in Las Vegas, and my character joins a uh, an author's club uh, in my book, and uh, and and the reason why is because while I was there in this group, and you know everybody in there is trying to come up with story ideas and stuff. Well, I I always said to those guys, I said, you know, there's I think there's a story right here about you know we can write a story about a writers group. I think that you know we can develop one, and I just did it. I just you know. Uh, I can't really explain where the the creative juices start from and how you come up with some ideas. But I remember sitting down and having a conversation with my wife a couple of times about what I was thinking and uh, and where I was going. And, and she helped me uh, come up with the storyline of the of the, for the book and the ending. But little did she know um, when I finished the book, it was nothing what she thought it was going to be. <laughs> 
you know, I had it takes off on its own. It takes off on its own when you start writing. Daryl, uh, I, I don't mean to throw you a curveball here, but I know um, I've known you for a long time, like I said, and uh, we're, we're kind of we, we talk about diversity a lot here. And I do know that you are an Afri- Afri- African-American man that did not marry an African-American woman. <laughs> so uh, can you talk a little bit about that and how that's maybe affected your life or uh, yeah, how, how that went? Um. I met uh, my wife uh, in Southwest Missouri. Uh, she was from a smaller town than, than I was. Uh, and it was, uh, for, for, you know, and growing up as a young man, you, you, hit the, you, hit the, you hit the streets, the town, the bars, whatever, and you start, you know, uh, trying to hook up. Um, it was just whoever was in the bar. And so there just wasn't as many black females in the places I was going to, uh, you know, you know, it, it, I wasn't going to clubs that were all only black or all black or whatever. It's just, just wherever the popular clubs were and the girls that were in there were the girls that we hit on, you know? And, uh, uh, she was happened to be one of them and, uh, it worked out. So yeah. And, and we, and she, she even gets, uh, runs into some type, the types of, uh, prejudice from, from individuals. And uh, I don't hear it. She says she hears it sometimes. Uh, and, and, you know, it's going, and, and, and over the years, I mean, it's been a long time we've been together. You, I, uh, you get this, you get this, the uh, stares or, uh, or there's times where someone would say something. Uh, one time I remember uh, we were on, uh, we were on vacation in uh, Jamaica and uh, we were in a pool with uh, two other couples. And I thought it was two Caucasian couples. And, uh, one of the, so we, we got up and went like, go get drinks and whatever. And we come back and this one couple leaves. And a couple that stays tells me, says, you know, I just want you guys to know that, uh, you know, what they were saying about you while you were gone. And he said, they didn't like the fact that you guys were a mixed couple and all that. They bothered them. And then this guy, and I swear to you, uh, you would bet your uh, your life's income that you would thought he was Caucasian. And the guy said, he goes, yeah, people think I'm white, but I'm not. I'm black. And he said, and here they were saying all these negative things about blacks, and I'm sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> wow. <And you're laughs> That'd be tough to be, you know, just be in his skin. Probably look like Clay Thompson. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, I've experienced like one of um one of my business partners in Memphis, she looks just like a white lady, like she looks just like a white lady. She's a real estate agent, and she's not, and she's black. Like she, I'm, she's yeah. she's like this, black. <laughs> she's like this black. Like she, and she always uh saying her when she's speaking stuff. When she started talking, you can notice it. She's like, don't let the white face fool you. you know what I'm <laughs> But I, but I but I but I think this uh, I think that's crazy awesome man that you got that type of story and uh, I can I can only imagine on a daily basis um, how you are um, out with your wife uh, things like that and how you're uh, accepted in the world so where do what what do you think that we that we as a people have to change to be more accepting of your situation that you have, like you and your wife? 
you know, you is that a question for me? Yes. Well, you know, I think, and and and, and uh, I, maybe I, maybe I'm uh, soured and, and and already ruined, but I don't know if there's much help for uh, us older folks because uh, I don't know if you can change, you know, the you know uh, the stripes on a tiger, but when you look at future generations, you look at kids and you see go to a playground, you don't see kids avoiding. They don't care, you know, how much money another kid's got or sure. what color they are, how tall they are. They don't care. They're just kids. Yeah. And I think that, that hopefully, you know, we quit screwing that up and let that foster. And then I think, the, you know, and I think that is what happened has been happening all along as, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, see their kids, kids, cause, uh, you know, you, you tell your kids not to be friends with somebody, you know, things like that. I think it, it changes your heart, hopefully. And, I, and, I, and that's, that's where I see the whole thing. Yeah, because that's something that's clearly taught. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be. And, 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 and all of us, every minute around kids, you know, you have to teach hate. You have to. Yeah, at some point, yeah, that's some definitely got to concentrate on. I feel that. Yeah, but as far as as far as you being the author, I just I just got in, but on your on your last book, have y'all talked about his last book? Yeah, Not we just the, the, the adult version, the adult book. The adult book was the one he was talking about with the um about the the clubs, you know, the little groups. That was that was the that was your latest book, right, Daryl? Yeah, the um. Uh, all three books were were written uh, primarily while I was a member of the, the, the club. The first two were children's books. I'm letting him know so he can go get them. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. For anybody interested, the link will be down below if you guys are watching this on YouTube or whatever. The links will awesome. be yeah, in the description below. Awesome. And, and also you can look me up on uh, Daryl Dexter on uh, Facebook. Uh, Daryl Dexter is... Uh, uh, behind the scenes uh, information about writing and, and me, but uh, first two books are children's books, and uh, I'm writing a third of that series right now. And but I took a break between two and three to write that novel, uh, A Killer's Diary, uh, and uh, uh, turned out pretty good. And uh, I, and again, I learned more from writing that that they say I can um, I can do better. I can get do more. Uh, I think I can get you know better as I go along, and uh, same thing. Even in that book, um, I don't I don't say what ethnic group people are in the book as you read the book, except for um, there was a guy, and I got to admit there was a guy who was a uh, he was a, a Italian American, you know, in the in the, his book group, but, but that was because of the character, the style of character I wanted it, him to be, yeah. you know. Uh, I love how you did that purposely, so so everyone can connect to those characters. That was great. Yeah, and if you guys, yeah. and if you guys are interested, also the the books are available on your Kindle, on Kindle Unlimited. So yeah, feel free to look up Daryl, um, on your Kindle. Daryl Reed. Yeah, Daryl Reed. Killer. What was hey. it? The, what was the last book? Killer Instinct. Oh, Killer's Diary. Sorry, Killer's Diary. The Killer's Diary and then the Invincible Crew series is the kids' book. Right, and that's with the the boy with no name and the red orb. 
Yeah, and the third book has not been titled yet. Working title is uh, uh, probably a balance of evil. Nice. How about I'm not sure. How about you just title it Rich? I'm trying to get my trying to get my foot in the door here. You know, just put my write it right. Well, Daryl, um, I know we took up some of your time. We're at like 52 minutes at this point. Uh, so we could wrap it up. And again, where, where can people find you at? Um, you can find me on Amazon, amazon.com or my, or my books are on Kindle. Uh, I have a website, uh, uh, invincible crew.com. And they can also find me on Facebook and, uh, it's not by my name, by my, I have a group page called Daryl's extra and, uh, you're not taking up my time. It was a pleasure getting a chance to, to talk to you again. Uh, Cause uh, like you said, people don't know me and you go way, way back. Yep. Um, we, we got stories. <laughs> For sure. We got stories, but uh, <laughs> yeah, let us know when that new book comes out. I want to get you back on. We'll talk a little bit uh, about your life and, and how that's coming along. Uh, but in the meantime, thanks for being on the American podcast. And um, that's where our diversity is our culture. And uh, I don't know. Can you hear me? Is, is, there, is there? Yeah, I was just I, I couldn't. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I'm a little lower right here. So anyway, thanks again, Daryl. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for all the hosts yeah, thank that are thanks, here. Thanks, Daryl. And we're looking forward to your next book. Thank yes. you. Cool. All right, Daryl. We'll talk to you so- sometime soon. Yeah, say hi to the family for me. Will do. See you later. All right, later, brother. Bye. That's an awesome, that's an awesome guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Daryl is awesome. I mean, he was. He was. There you go. I was. I was actually gonna mention that. You know, I, I. I didn't like the fact that he stated if he wanted to be the bottom of the barrel. He mentioned the Marines when he was in the army. <laughs> listen, listen, buddy. <laughs> no, but no, but yeah, like that. That basically, like, one of what I really was trying to get is, you know, the the, the whole diversity is our culture and the, the whole, but. I really, there's, there's certain things like I know in the, you guys weren't here yet, but we were talking about, you know, the Asian males in, in today's cinema or being, being more like lead role. But, you know, I, I also said, I also told Daryl, like, I'm not that prolific when it comes to reading or knowing authors and, and such, but when it comes to like fantasy novels, I really, I really don't see, or I haven't seen African-American authors write like fantasy novels like what he did well there we go he, he's paving the way right there if anything well yeah. i mean i might be wrong i mean do you, do yeah. you, do you, do you i'm not i'm sure I'm, there not. Is, but. I'm not either i'm like you know i'm like the the, la- the last thing i know is jk rowling right like well i mean i also would like to think there's a reason maybe that we don't know about it because um oh thank you because too i remember in um the thing the video that we just did Could, when that with ruben um, at some point, we were. Oh, hello, hello. Hello, can you guys hear me? We're not recording, by the way. Oh. <laughs> we're just, oh. we're just testing levels. You just gotta, <laughs> oh, okay. you just gotta get in front of the mic. Yeah, okay. no, you gotta have it. Okay, right. now I can hear myself. It has to be like right there. Okay. Well, the, the live stream's still going on. Yeah, oh, the live stream's still going on. Tell everybody so, exactly. the live stream. What's up? But, Hello. Uh, if you, you guys don't see Adrian here, I'll move it. But uh, you can see here. my leg. Yeah, he just got here. Yeah, Adrian so, just got um, here. Right now, we're actually going to take a break. I know. I know. We there's a lot of stuff to talk about, but we're going to take a five before our next guest comes in. So uh, yeah, because I got something to talk to Fahar about. Because you know. He got me on this AEW thing, right? And I, <laughs> and, 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 and I got, I got a talk, I got a talk, I got a few bones to pick 
<laughs> about the AEW because wrestling is my passion. Uh-huh. Well, it, and that might even have to wait because we have another guest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. So but like, listen, in five minutes, so right? <laughs> subscribe to see what happens in that yes. so fantasy viewers, topic. Stay, stay, yeah, we'll take a break. Anybody at the jump into the bathroom, do what you gotta do, empty the tank, and we'll get back smoke, at you. Smoke a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs>